Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> for logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Down on one knee and straight to Beth Mooney. Takes a good catch, Beth Mooney. Hey, Ricardo Ball here. If you're a Masterton, you can listen to us on 91.1 FM or you can download the SNZ app and hear us. Superman! South Africa despair. They're down on their knees. New Zealand goes wild. So, yeah, the big game yesterday, and yeah, it looked so promising with the ball there for a while, uh, but it all fell apart with the bat for the White Ferns. Someone who knows all about batting for the White Ferns is Rachel Priest, former White Fern herself. G'day, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for getting up nice and early for us. Uh, how's, <laughs> how's, how's Trix and Tassie? Um, not too bad, actually. We're actually in Sydney today for um, another match of our WNCL campaign, so... Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously been good watching the White Ferns, but it's also good to focus on um, my season over here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you had a you had a very, very good uh, big bash, didn't you, with the bat? Um, how's uh, how's uh, things gone since uh, the old hit and giggle finished? <laughs> um, not too bad, actually. I um, actually scored my first century for for Tassie the other day, so it was nice to um, contribute in the WNCL um, stuff because I haven't had. Uh, as good a campaign in the 50 other stuff as I would have liked, so it was nice to finally contribute. Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. I, uh, it's good to hear that you're in some good form. We could have could have done with your form yesterday at the Basin Reserve, couldn't we? Uh, I, I, I thought, you know, we, we'd showed so, uh, so many good signs leading into the tournament, but it seems when the pressure's on and there's actually something on a game, uh, that mentally maybe the Ferns struggle a little bit. Um, yeah, look, obviously this World Cup being on home soil adds to that pressure as well. Um, I think it just, like, obviously watching the game yesterday was hard for me. You know, a lot of those girls are, are my close friends and I know how that feels to, to feel the pressure of a big tournament like that. Um, I don't think we can read too much into it. Look, one of, it was seemed like it was one of those days, you know, they, they obviously did pretty well for ball, but um, Ash Gardner kind of wrestled momentum back for Australia at the end of that innings with, um, you know, some amazing tower hitting and, and I think they just they sort of lost their way a little bit. On that, well, I mean, let's start with the Australian innings then, because we did look like we had them, uh, maybe not quite under the cosh, but certainly we, you know, we'd taken the top three, top four, uh, reasonably quickly. They had barely a hundred on the board. Uh, I mean, it looked like they were there for us to put the foot on the throat and, and really restrict them. What went wrong? Was it an approach with the ball that went wrong, or do you just have to uh, take your hat off to the Australian batters? Um, yeah, I, I thought, like, like you said, the start was amazing and, um, you know, to get those quick wickets against Australia is absolutely key and 
and um, I was thinking probably along with everyone else we were really on here. Um, but yeah, I look. I think. I mean, I played a lot against Ash Gardner in the Big Bash, and you know, when it's her day, it's her day. And um, I think we just got to take a hat off our hat off to someone that can hit 48 runs off, um, you know, not many balls. But um, I still think that was a score that we could have chased down. Um, it was always going to be tough, but we know that the pitch at the basin's good and the outfield runs fast. So, um, yeah, I think it's unfortunately a little bit of an opportunity lost. I mean, I mentioned it earlier when I was talking uh, to, to to Louis and Kempe and at the end of the last hour. But you know, pr- pr- prior to this World Cup, we played Australia in a warm up match uh, where there's nothing on it, and they we chased 100, uh, 326, lost one wicket, and had seven overs up our sleeve. Does the pressure do that much uh, when you're in the tournament? Um, well, going on what happened yesterday, it must do. Um... Look, I think I've, I mean I watched that warm-up game as well, and it was amazing. And the girls obviously were in really good form leading into this, um, you know, with that series against India. But um, obviously the pressure's on them a little bit more now. Also losing that game first up to the West Indies, um, you know. So every game now, I mean, obviously it's very difficult now, but the the games are just, you know, everything's on every single game from here on out. And I think they've got South Africa next, so it's not getting any easier for them. Um, Look, I, I guess it, it, it must be that pressure that of, you know, the added pressure of the home World Cup as well. And, um, you know, I've been there, I've been under those, those pressures of being in a World Cup and I know how it feels. But it's just a shame because they, they did seem to be in such good form leading into that game. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, they they have pulled it around. The win against India, I thought, oh, we're, we're back on track here. We're back on track. But as you've mentioned, we've got three games left now and we've won two, lost two. So we really need to win at least two of these, probably three to, to guarantee it. Uh, South Africa, Pakistan look winnable. England looks like a challenge given uh, last time we played them up uh, up in England. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think um, I think South, the South Africa game will still be a challenge. Um, you know, they, they've come so far in the last couple of years and so many of their players are going around the world playing in um, competitions now so it's, you know, making their team even better. Obviously, they're missing their captain, Dane, but, um, you know, they're a really formidable side and, and they won't, New Zealand cannot take that game lightly but, um, you know, they've got, they've also just got to let go what's happened. You know, this is tournament play and, and you've just got to let that game go now and, you know, they unfortunately all had a bad day together and, um, I'm sure that they'll be, you know, re-talking about their plans and, and looking forward to that game against South Africa. But yeah, I think I think they do need to win all three really to to definitely be sure of, um, you know, moving on to the next phase of this competition. And of course, England will be in must-win mode as well, having dropped uh, a game to Aussie and a game to the West Indies. So uh, that that could be everything. If we get past South Africa, it's going to be uh, tight. Um, how much do you think uh, owners should go on Bob Carter uh, and the coaching team here? And I say this not down to being rolled by Australia for 128, but more on how we didn't manage the game. I mean, obviously, if we look like we're going to lose the game, sure, but you can still bat out your 50 overs and, and do your net run rate some good, especially if it's going to potentially come down to that to get into the semis? Yeah, look, um, I think some of the some of it has to go back onto the coaching staff um, and how that they got the players ready to approach this game. But, yeah, look, I don't know exactly how many overs they batted. I think it was only 30-something 30, 30, 30 maybe into the 30. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's just, um, you know, it's sacrilege not to bat out your overs at least in a, in a 50-over game because you never know what can happen. But, um yeah, and I mean, we've got quite a long tail. We've got Katie Martin down down the order a little bit, and she's really experienced as well. So um, I think that, 
yeah, I mean, they've got to have some discussions and about how they're going about um, playing these games. But, I mean, as we know, Australia are, you know, such a great opponent. It is difficult, but we've got some really experienced players. And, um, yeah, look, I think potentially seeing, you know, depending on what happens in this tournament, that there might be some... Um, pressure on some of the coaching staff for sure. What about on the uh, on on the eleven itself? I mean, uh, gave up a hundred and what was it, a hundred and five runs in the last ten overs, uh, which wasn't great. So the death bowling probably needs looking at, and of course uh, the top order um, failing against this Australian attack. Yeah, look, um, I think that the death bowling has been a little bit of a problem, um, you know, in the past. Um, they started off, you know, with a hiss and a roar getting those four wickets like we spoke about, but you've got to maintain that against a team like Australia throughout the whole 50 overs. And and obviously they just didn't do that yesterday. And, and as we said, look, Ash Gardner's batted well as well. But, um, you know, they, they know the players that Australia have got and um, maybe they just didn't quite execute their plans in the last 10 overs. And, you know, it's a lot of runs to be put on when you've you started off so well and that's a real momentum shifter. Um and yeah, look. Once if you lose your your top order, you know three for twenty. I think they were three for twenty something. And um, you know those three of our best players back in the sheds. It's always going to be difficult to chase that kind of score. So um, yeah, look. I mean, it's just a shame that they all failed in the same day because they've all been playing really well. You know, they've all had scores. Obviously, Amelia's and what seems like the form of her life, which was mm. great. Um, but we just needed one of those guys to step up in that game, and it didn't happen. And um, yeah, unfortunately, it gets really difficult when you lose, um, you know, three or four of your best players in the first fifteen overs. Yeah, yeah, that's Rachel Priest with us, former White Fern, now playing for Tasmania over in Australia at 14 past nine here on Mornings with Ian Smith, Ricardo Ball in for Smithy. And uh, I mean, I said, uh, Rachel, to, I'm trying to remember who it was now, uh, but I, I said to a guest, uh, I think earlier in the tournament, might have been the first week of the tournament, after Australia beat England so uh, so well, the, I was like, do, you know, do we all just go home now and give the, give the trophy to Australia? I mean, <laughs> based on what you've seen, can you, can you see anybody touching the Aussies? Oh, it's hard to, <laughs> to say that, isn't it? Because obviously they've uh, been my bitter rivals for so long. But, um, you know, playing in, in their domestic leagues over here, it's um, just showing me how you know, how much further ahead they are than most countries and how much depth they've actually got. You know, they obviously dropped their number one ODI bowler in the gap for the game yesterday and still absolutely hammered New Zealand. So um, it's a little bit scary for everyone else to see the depth that they've got. And, you know, Ash Gardner's in quarantine for a week and she comes out and does that. So um, we know how good they are. Um, but, look, I think every team's beatable. And, you know, all these teams that are in this competition have been, um, you know, prepared for these moments and... Um, yeah, look, I mean, the game against England was, I watched that game and, um, you know, Nats have almost wrestled it back for England, but um, they are certainly a formidable force and, and they seem to be just rolling along in this tournament. But, um, you know, you just never know what can happen in these tournaments. And, um, yeah, I just hope New Zealand can win these last three games and have another good crack at it. Yeah, well, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, what about uh, the West Indies? We should talk about them because coming into this tournament, no one was talking about them, but they've knocked over both uh, New Zealand and England. And, uh, you know, they've, outside of Australia, they've probably got the best run of anybody left in the tournament. Yeah, um, you know, they're always an exciting team to watch play cricket. Um, you never know what's going to happen. And, and it seems like, you know, some of their um, big players have been 
hitting form at the right time. Hayley Matthews um, has, yeah, been playing beautifully and obviously Deandra Dotton will always offer something in a game, whether it's with a bat or ball, as we saw um, the other day when she bowled that last over. But, um, yeah, I I wasn't expecting... Um, you just never know what, what they're going to do, so I wasn't expecting too much from them. Um, but... Look, we've seen in tournaments in the past they they can come through and and beat the big guns and obviously they won that T20 World Cup a few years back so um, you just never know with those guys and it's it's quite nice to see them um, kind of pulling together some more disciplined um, games you know they often will bat really well and then might not feel and bowl as well but they seem to be pulling together um, you know some complete games and it's really exciting for the tournament yeah another team uh, that maybe. Uh, isn't getting talked about enough is Pakistan. Um, they are a team that, for me, look great in the field and look very good with the ball, but their batting has let them down on a couple of occasions so far this tournament. Uh, is it too far gone for them now, do you think? Um, yeah, you just as I said, you just never know in these tournaments, but I, I agree, actually. They've certainly um, looked like they've improved over the last couple of um, years, and um, traditionally, their fielding and, and hasn't been the best, but I think they've definitely improved it. And um, you just never know. But you're right; they need to probably get a few more partnerships going with their batting. You know, they've got some they've got some good batters in that team, and um, you know, playing on good wickets and fast outfields, you just never know what can happen. But they probably just need to do the right things for a little bit longer in these games to to have any chance of pushing forward. But um, it's exciting that it seems like most teams are, are really improving. The quality of cricket at this World Cup, uh, I think, has been exceptional. And, you know, the thing that I, I think shows how far women's cricket has come is that you've got an eight-team tournament and anybody can beat anybody on the day. There are, there are no gimmies, there are no whipping, I was going to say whipping boys, but whipping girls, if you like, uh, in, the, in, in the tournament. There's nobody that you know that you're gonna, uh, is going to lose going into it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that um, just shown by the professionalism that's happened, you know, around the world in different countries, and and how much emphasis there is actually being put on women's cricket now, which is so so exciting for for everyone that that loves women's cricket and um, you know wants to be involved in it. You know, the little kids that are watching this tournament in New Zealand hopefully are getting really excited about women's cricket. And um, yeah, look, I mean, obviously apart from yesterday, most of the games have been um, really competitive and. And I don't think we need to read too much into it. Look, it was a bad day for New Zealand yesterday and, and they've all, unfortunately, like I said, had a bad day together. But that doesn't define them as a team and, and hopefully they can bounce back from this really quickly. But, yeah, I think it's so, so exciting when you're seeing teams like the West Indies, you know, beat beat New Zealand and beat England and, um, you know, come through and, and hold their nerve under those big pressure games. So um, it's really, really exciting to watch. Uh, the uh, one thing I, I guess we want to see now, and I know we've had it happen in the past, but I, I you know, I, I know that Bob's been in, in charge of this team for a little while, and obviously Jacob Oram's uh, in the wings as well. He's he, he's part of the setup. But what about female coaches in cricket and pathways for them? Uh, I, I know that you, obviously you know it's something that you'll be uh, you'll have a, a take on, given you've been involved in the game for so long. Are there enough, and and where are the next sort of group of female coaches coming from? Um, no, I don't think there's enough. Um, I don't think there's enough women involved in every level of management or anything to do with cricket in New Zealand. To be honest, um, it's definitely getting better, but um, I think it would be really exciting to see um, a female coach. Um, you know, have another go at the job. And, look, it doesn't have to be someone from New Zealand. You know, there's a lot of good coaches in Australia. There's a lot of good coaches in England. Um, so 
So maybe we need to look further afield and, and find someone that way. And I also don't think it has to be a female coach. I think we need to get the best person for the job if um, Bob is going to finish up and if um, Jake isn't going to take over. Um, and look, I'm not necessarily thinking that that's the best way to go. Maybe they do need freshening up um, after this World Cup. Who knows what the best best thing is going to be for this group, um, depending on what happens with the World Cup. I'm sure you know, there'll be some talks about that, but um, it would be really exciting to see. Um, and like one coach that I worked a lot with is Joanne Broadbent, who's now working um, in ND. She's from Australia originally. I worked with her at the Sydney Thunder, and um, she's a great coach, really, really knowledgeable and really experienced. So who knows? She she might put her hat in the, the ring, um, you know, as someone that could, could have a really good go at it. Does it make a difference to you as a player in terms of in terms of the coaching staff? Um, I think it makes a difference um, just having someone that sort of, it might sound strange, but knows how to work with women. Like, it's not the same as working in a men's team. Um, you know, there's different situations that arise in every team and different um, emotions and, and way we like to be communicated with and things like that. So I don't think it matters who takes the role as long as they're willing to, um, you know, find the best way to work for that group of players that they're working with. Um, so, yeah, it'll be exciting to see what happens in the next couple of years with the team. Yeah, it will be. Uh, Rachel, before we let you go, because I know you, you'll, you'll be you'll be gasping for coffee right about now, but before we let you go, <laughs> uh, do the White Ferns make the semifinals? Um, look, I, as I said the whole way throughout this, you just never know what happens. I desperately, desperately believe that they can and hope that they do make it for all those years. I know how hard they, they would have worked and um, as I said before, it's you know some of my closest friends are in that team and you know yesterday was hard to watch but it doesn't define them as a group and um, I think that you know park what's happened so far and you know keep pushing on and go back to the, the drawing board on some of their, their plans at the end of the game and um, they can definitely make it and you know what a, a fairy tale it would be to one, make the semi-final, two, make the final and win it again, you know, after the last time we won it and the year, all the way back in the year 2000 when I was watching on TV as a teenager so I'd love to, to watch them make that final again. Yeah, it'd be fantastic uh, Rachel, thanks very much for your time thanks for getting up early and uh, best of luck against New South Wales today, eh? Thanks, Eve. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.